0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: (laughs) Here we go again. I know you guys like sitting around the tailgate telling stories with good buddies, cracking cold ones. No matter if it's hunting season or fishing season, well, so does the Outdoor Drive Podcast. So we're going to bring you Tales from the Tailgate. Back at it with another Tales from the Tailgate. This is your boy, East Coast Trev, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Mr. Madman Mardik What up? What up, man? Chilling, chilling. You ready for a tailgate? I've been waiting for this one for I a know, long time. I know, me too, dude. We got our good buddy, Edwin, on the phone. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? How are you? Whoa, good, whoa.
2: good, good. That's reigning squirrel competition champion, champion Edwin.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot that I messed you, that up. You, you gotta
2: uh, <laughs> refer to the king as, as the king. As, as the king. <laughs> this is true.
1: <laughs> I, it was a good competition
3: this year. That's for sure. It was fun.
1: It was down to the neck, like all the way down to the end, and then your season what closed, right?
3: Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, was it January end of January? Mm-hmm. So it's like. I'm like, damn. I'm like, I would have done the week, but I, I was fine with you pushing it out another week too. I know I couldn't hunt, but it is what it
1: is. Yeah, well. It the, was just fun doing it. Well, it was cool that because we had, uh, Joseph had won last year, and then you were fighting yeah. with him, so it would have been a good competition. And you're fighting against a dog, mind you, mm-hmm. like a world yeah, champion dog squirrel is, dog. <laughs> it, if
3: I didn't hit the 17, I probably wouldn't even be in the picture. The 17 is the freaking money. <laughs> 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 but I thought that... And yeah, that, that helps out a lot if I was just using my 22 before, but yeah, I, I procrastinated too, cause I, I don't start, um, squirrel hunting until after the season and, and Iowa closes on January 10th. So if I don't have my tags filled, I'm still deer hunting. I'm not right. worried about squirrels. So mm-hmm. I got 10 days, you know, less than everybody else. So that's kind of where I was at. So I didn't care if you pushed it back a week or uh, forward a week at it's, it's all for fun
1: right so it is it's all just a great time man it's it really is so why don't you tell everybody who you are man where you're from and a little bit about what you do
3: uh i'm ed stanky and i'm from uh
1: iowa and
3: uh, uh i'm in environmental for work but uh, i love hunting. uh is my passion i used to do everything i was a jack of all trades when it comes to hunting but now it's just bowing turkeys and, and deer and I just, like, love getting on big deer, trying to get on big deer, I guess I could say. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. And I got two little boys, so I had to split time. That's the challenge. You know, if I was just by myself with my wife, I could could make it work a lot easier. But with these boys, you got to spend time with your family over hunting. That's number one. But I go when I can, so I get out, you know, if I have 10 minutes to, you know, before – uh, if I get told by my wife I can go out ten minutes, I have to get out somewhere ten minutes. So, you know, I'm mobile hunt, I use saddle, I don't have any stands really. Um I have some preset ladder sections, but yeah, I've been I'm saddle hunting before it was even popular, you know, before THP. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> everybody was like asking me questions now, because I, I started out with a, uh, I can't even remember what those are called, but just a sling and and then that was my first kill out of uh, one of those sl- modded slings. And then, you know, I ended up getting a, a wild edge one. I can't remember what it's called now, y- a mm-hmm. And then from there I went to, I think I had, um, uh, I can't remember now, but now I'm just, I'm hunting trophy line stuff. But yeah, it was, uh, it's been a, a great thing. And I do a lot of, uh, urban hunting so I can, I can get up on pretty much any tree. I'm a big dude, so I have to be able to get up, and I've been doing one sticking too, and uh, so that's that's my my goal, my plan is not plan, I guess it's what I do is urban, I one stick up and rappel down, and I've been doing that probably for the last three years now, and I'm I'm enjoying that, but like on my private places that I, I have sole access to, then I have sections ladder sections up, so I can just get up fast when i have time Mm -hmm.
1: that's awesome man well you shot a really cool deer this year it has a very special special story um and we're dying to hear about it dude so why don't you break into it and tell us a little bit about this deer and how special it actually was
3: all right well well, i'll start from like the beginning of the season so i had a game plan going forward it is like a booner bust kind of where i was going i had potential to do that it just never worked out but um I was doing my urban. I had to get my quota in for my urban tag. So it's backdated. So you have to shoot three does and then you get, you get a bug tag for the next year. So I I didn't shoot any deer last year. It was my worst year in the books. And then, so I was focused on getting my three does right away. So I focused in town. I got them real fast and I was done. So then I waited and waited and then, you know, started to go out and hunt hard and, I had potential to get the booners, but they just never showed up. And then they disappeared on me and I hunted hard. I had a bunch of cameras up. I was using data. I'm a big, uh, stats guy. So if I have something that's showing up more than four or five times, I have it in, a, in an Excel spreadsheet with the wind temperature, you know, I'm, I'm dialing it down where, where they're at, the, the pressure, all of that stuff. So, and I'm putting in charts and turning and all that. So, that's kind of where I I started. I was hunting hard. I've been seeing a lot of young deer, a lot of young deer. I I, I was just filling my tag. I could have been done quick, but um, I was kind of holding out for a special one. And so rut comes along, and I didn't even have a chance at anything shootable, um, which is fine. You know, I'm, I'm just I'm not hunting to hunt. I'm not. I don't care what size it is, but I'm not going to shoot a two and a half year old anymore. <laughs> And so then I'm like, you know, I need to venture out, get out of my comfort zone, and I'm just looking at some public. I've had a lot of luck on private. Um, A lot of my places, I'm I'm losing access to them. Changing job, I lost the place. Um, That was pretty solid, Um, where I killed two of my bucks uh, 2020. Um, So I had to start looking for new places when my places I had that are private weren't producing. And what I hunt a lot, I hunt small chunks. I hunt anywhere from three acres to eighteen acres to one hundred and fifteen acres. You know, like but majority of my properties are ten and less, uh, especially in my urban urban um, places. Um, so that that so that's what kind of uh, I was focusing on. I didn't have debt on anything. I was going out. Um, my my other goal. For the year was to be more efficient so not just to go out to go house but to be more efficient you have to have the data to drive that and i didn't have that so i ended up hunting more than i wanted to because i wanted to hunt less spend more time with the kids um and then but be more successful but it, it didn't really happen so rut gets over shotgun season comes, so uh, i shotgun hunt with my group of buddies i only get doe tags so um so i could save my other buck tag for bow season um in Iowa, So i get two state bow tags um buddy shoots a real nice one uh, probably close to a booner and then i'm like dang maybe maybe i should have got a, a buck tag and went but uh and got pretty discouraged and then i was about to quit really honestly because i I've hunted a lot. My wife was getting kind of to the point where she was getting pretty fed up with it. So if your wife's not happy, it just makes everything miserable. So I was I was really heating those words because of the season starts in September. You know, this is mid December, uh, end of the first shotgun season. I I can't hunt the second shotgun season, so I had to wait until bow season opened back up. But I didn't have any data driving me to go anywhere, and. It was late season, which I'm pretty, of all my bucks, I, I kill or shoot. Um, I'm pretty solid in late season. I don't know why I get down on myself. Like Late season is my favorite time to hunt, um, but I just didn't have the data, so I wasn't expecting much, and that's what pushed me to some of these public areas. And I put these cameras out, not knowing how hard this one, I found this little piece of uh, public, I don't know, it's probably 40 acres or so, and... I hunted it a handful of times, but I saw deer, but nothing, you know, sh- shoot-worthy. Um, it's kind of hard to access, and and um, so I just set my cameras up. I had a couple of good trails that weren't too far away from the parking lot, and and I put put the cell camera out, and I'm like, ah, it's a gamble. I might get stolen, but, hey, it's a, it's, a, it's a spy point, so if it gets stolen, it's all right, I guess. I'm not too... <laughs> <laughs> then, i feel that so um, then you know my my son's wrestling started picking up and and so the time was re- really a limiting factor now so i i wasn't going out unless i had something to go out for and i don't even know what we were doing getting ready for the january for you know the new year's and i think we were somewhere and i i get a picture and the first picture was on, on the 29th i of December. And I'm like, what is going on with this deer? And then I'm like, well, that's a neat deer. I'm like, why is he coming in in the middle of the day? I said, I didn't know. And it was just piqued my interest. Well, then I got a picture at the same time the next day. So I'm like, oh, well now he's patterned and it's 10 minute window. So I'm like, I gotta go after this. And I mean, I used all my brownie points, and um i had another camera out too so i was getting pictures of him coming back through at nighttime but these were like middle of day so i I just didn't know you know where he was going or what was the driving force of is he getting bumped is he just because he's just walking through so it's i didn't think he was scared but he was kind of (laughs) sickly so so i'm like you know what i'm gonna be safe. And I, I get out. I didn't go hunting in the morning. I'm like, I'm going to go out at 10 o'clock. So i go out at 10 o'clock. The wind was finicky. Like the, I had to make what I did work. It was the worst wind possible, but I didn't want to pass three days up without with him coming by at some roughly the same time. And so it, it got to be about full. I, I was sitting there and my legs are falling asleep because I was, on the ground really and um i was in a clump of island of two big oaks and uh, i was about 20 yards from my camera and i'm like if he comes through here it's it's, you know the trick would be with him not smelling me because there's a couple trails that were super close to me and by this time i I didn't care if i busted him out it was getting close to the end of the season anyway so it's like you know one hill mary left and so, so I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is stupid. I've never hunted in the middle of the day, late season. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. And, but I had those pictures in my head and my wife's like, Are, did you get them yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't even seen anything and I'm getting cold because it was cold. And I was just like, okay. So then it was like about 12, 15 and I see tines and, he skirts my camera on the back side. So he comes by me and I'm like, I had no shot. And he's still like 25 yards from me, but he he went in the brush behind my camera and I had no shot. I'm like, no, I knew I should have got closer to my camera. And so I was defeated, but I waited because I I didn't know where he was going. I don't know, you know, where he went. I kind of thought I heard him go down in the bottom. I wasn't for sure. And so I, I sat there for another hour. So this was like, I don't know, close to two o'clock. Texting my friends. I'm like, should I just go home and wait, come back next or tomorrow and try to the same time, you know? And they're like, you're already out. You might as well stay out there two hours before it gets dark anyway. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, what's the chances, you know? I'm like, well, I want to know where he goes because there's snow on the ground, a little bit of snow on the ground, I think. I can't remember. No, there wasn't a snow, but I wanted to see if he was still down below me in this crick bottom. Um, so I crawled to the edge of the timber and dropped off into this crick bottom. And I was like, nah, he's not here. I'm like, i like, I think I'm just going to sit here on this trail and just pray and hope that something comes through. Me. And if it's nothing worthy of shooting, then I'll just spook him and call it good and pull my camera So I sat there, and it was uh, about 3.30, and he came. I saw a flick of a tail, and I'm like, what? And so I pulled up my uh, binoculars, and I'm like, that's a deer. And he he was eating out of a tree, and I saw his rack, and I'm like, well, that's him. And then he started going to the south south of me and up towards some fields, so I figured he's just going to go up and feed. So I'm like, okay, he's still down there now, but he's going to go up there and he disappeared going that way. So I'm like, there's no chance. So I'm like, all right, do I stay here? Do I try to sneak up on him at this point? Um, And by the pictures, if you see the pictures, you'll know he not, he wasn't, he's very skinny. So I I didn't think I I had, had more um, gumption to try to do a sneak on him. And, um, just cause of his health wise that I think I could get through, but, um, I'm like, no, like I always tell myself, don't move. If you have a plan, stick with your plan, write it out. So I, I wrote it out and about four o'clock when it started getting dark and, you know, um, I saw some movement again down by the creek about where he, he was at, but I didn't see him come back down from the hill and the, and the timber and the brush was just way too thick to even see I'm like, is that him? I didn't know. And then I video video, try to zoom in on him, but it didn't work. And I'm like, I'm just gonna sit here. So I sat there and I'm like, he popped and walked down in the Creek and then back up. And I'm like, that's him. That is him. And I'm like, Oh crap, he's coming this way. So he's walking towards me, but there's two major trails that come and like a V and split me. So he could either come up to me on the top where he he went by me the first time, or he could go and walk the bottom around the Creek. And I'm like, well, shoot. I'm like, and I'm on the ground, no cover. You know, I got to pull back without him seeing me. He's coming right at me. Um, I'm like, this isn't going to pan out. You know, I'm going to get caught. And I was actually setting up on the, same trail that he went down on just because uh, I thought he was going to come back up. And then he ended up veering off and, and going around me. And I had him, I thought he was around 35 yards. Um, but right when he got behind a big oak, I, I pulled back and I should have stopped him, but I didn't realize it was, um, I didn't realize um, he was that, that far away, but I had a lower shot, but he, he was weaker pretty weak so when i shot him he just dropped and um yeah and i'm like no way i'm like the plan didn't work like i wanted it to but it ended up that uh he he came back and i, I can't believe he came back but he definitely is uh a special buck i don't think he would have made it another week just by the the way he looked <laughs> that one picture of him laying in the grass uh Everybody thought that was just a dead deer I found, but honestly, I ended up calling the DNR to ask if I had to eat him because um, I didn't want to waste him. And uh, DNR is like, "Yeah, no, I saw your post. You, you don't have to <laughs> eat him." But, but yeah, I was by myself. That was my first buck at, in public. In I don't know how many years. Um, and uh, yeah, it just um, it was it was it was pretty crazy because it it worked out, and I I just stood to my plan and but I was out in the middle of the open and and it was just crazy but they it was those trail cam pictures and him coming in at the same time you know and and, you know it's always about if you you pattern them get on them you know and that's what I did I kind of just patterned him and like I said I didn't have the data it was just a one day I saw him and the next day it's the same 10 minutes so it's so I had to do something (laughs) and I had the ability to get Get on him and my wife let me go I guess and so it ended up being he was like 80 pounds I don't even know I had to field dress him just to get get him up out of the goalie but it was nasty um I'm thinking he was gut shot early in the season and I don't know how he still had antlers and um fun fact is that I, I pulled him out by myself and got him all loaded up and got him home and did the measurements for my competitions and stuff. But uh, and then I started to, you know, I was going to do Euro and stupid me. I was, uh, um, I had him on the ground and I went to pick him up. And then that the one, one of his antlers popped off. I'm really? like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But my uh, taxidermist uh, fixed it. But, That's uh, wild.
2: This was uh what? The 31st or the first?
3: Uh, It was the, it was New Year's.
2: Okay. Yeah. It was New Year's. So yeah, I I got the trail camera pictures here from the 31st, so that was the day before.
3: Yep, and then you should get a, you should have one from if not I'll send it to you, but there's one from the 30th 30th too, I think. Yep,
2: I got the 30th and then two from the 31st. Yep. That's wild. so
1: do you think that that was there a hole in him or anything that had
3: you know, I I looked and he was pretty nasty. I wasn't going to like really get into it, but On the outside, it looked like he had two on the back end, uh, you know, like in the liver area that he had two healed sores. But I think if he made it that long and they were healed, that he would would have made it. But I mean, he he, I mean, he had no fat. I mean, left he had no fat left on him. It's it's crazy because I mean,
2: he's got to be what twenty over twenty inches wide
3: yeah he was he was like a little less than twenty three inches yeah but because it goes up and out,
2: but some of the pictures i mean this one picture it almost looks like he's caped out like laying, laying in the grass yeah. next to you
3: yeah now it was right after i took you know I was right before the, the hero pictures with my boys So right yep yeah it, it was crazy and
1: that's nuts. Oh, yeah. i did, did he have like he said he was nasty inside he like stunk or like yeah.
3: No, when I opened him up, he had a lot of internal bleeding. So I don't know if like, Mm. I don't think it was from my shot, but it was like, it was an excessive amount. Like it just, it wasn't normal. I don't think. Um, But I I was shaking, you know, it's been a long time since I shot a buck on, on the ground and and just how the how it all worked out i was shaking and that's absolutely. such a cool now, story and, and,
2: now was there a reason why you're on the ground because you, you said before you were kind of set up between a couple oak trees um, so
3: so the wind the wind so if it the wind was uh blown out of the north and he was coming in from the south southeast yeah and so it, the wind was blowing kind of from the northwest so it was blowing right to him so i had to set up somewhere between my camera and the only place I had was just like a little island of trees. And so then once he came by the backside of my camera, I'm like, shit. Um, then it went down and I lost sight of him. I stopped hearing him. That's when I'm like, okay, do I go home and try this again tomorrow? But but I ended up sticking it out and going over to the edge so I could look down into the creek bottom. Right. So was it, were the and
2: trees just like, like scrub brush trees, like nothing you could hang in? No, it
3: was like a home old homestead. So it's like we're around where it's all CRP around there. And then just those two big trees, like where a house used to be. And so I was on my knees cause I knew he was coming through and I needed a place to, Like if I could see him, hoping that he would come one of the trails that were right there, so that I had a chance to pull back and shoot, and he would have been like 15 yards or something. But going into the timber, but um, and I had to do it that way because I was planning on getting up in a a tree I had picked out. But with that wind, everything would have blew right where he was coming through by my camera, so I couldn't do that. And I didn't want to not hunt it because you know with day, you know, two days in a row, yeah, chances of I had to jump in there, so
2: absolutely. If you get a if you get a buck on camera two days in a row, you
3: better be there on the third day. And with ten minutes or what eleven minutes or something, it was just crazy. I was like going nuts. I'm like, I have. To. My wife's like, "Okay." I'm like, "You're only going." It ended up being a pretty long, you know, episode because I had to. It was like 4 or 15 or something when I shot, so it ended up being the whole day. I swear! I swear!
2: I swear, baby, he's going to show up at 140 tomorrow.
3: I'm like, he he just came by me, and she's like, really? She's like, okay, are you coming home now? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. It, it's just one of those things. Uh, it, I was happy with I was so happy with I didn't care what – he could have scored 50 inches <laughs> at that point because I don't think he would have made it. So I think I actually did him a favor, and – I patterned him in a place I had no real data on anything. Like I had that camera out for a month before that. Never had
1: him on it. Never. Do you know why so, he was moving during that time frame?
3: I'm guessing that I don't I don't know. I honestly don't know cuz he was eating something down by the creek that was he really liked but then I saw him going up to the the fields so I don't I don't know if he was just he was trying just to staging
1: eat, but... just staging, yeah he was, he was staging. yeah he was staging
3: yeah he like, was staging because he was down there for a while and I just I'm like I'm just watching him and I know I was like glassing him and then I was glassing like the trees to make sure if he comes one way I, I would have him you know to be able to you know whatever the yardage was but yeah he, it seemed like it took forever for him to finally make his way through mm. and by that time I I think he saw me pull back and when I I wasn't I, I should have stopped him but I, I didn't I didn't think he was that far enough that it made a difference but I shot a little bit back but he just dropped and then it was over because he just didn't have the energy but good thing it wasn't a 200 inch deer because he probably
1: just took off I've never seen a deer like that ever uh, was, there like, any, that was, just...
2: was there any talk with the game Like, There's no uh, speculation Of like EHD or anything like that
3: No I, I don't think it was EHD uh, EHD would have been done by that time Because it was in December January And okay. EHD You know is a summer Summerish disease so he would have died A long time ago with okay. EHD Chronic wasting I don't think it was chronic wasting Because he was physically there He wasn't like a zombie right. He was being a deer, and you can see in the, the photos, he was there. He was moving, and he was cruising, I, you know, so I, I don't know. It, it was just, a, like, one of the weird things. I scouted that place. I was pretty much, you know, hanging everything up for the season, and he showed up, and, you know, like I said, it was a small little place, you know, less than 50 acres, and, and I just happened to find it, and not a lot of people know about it, but
1: it's- so... It's crazy how those deer are so, like their will to live is incredible. Whitetails, yeah. it's it's absolutely nuts. Like seeing that deer and and his yeah. will to live and go and move on, like and still be yes. a deer, like it's incredible.
3: Yeah, it was it was emotional for me because I'm like, man, this yeah this deer, wasn't healthy. It probably wasn't feeling good, mm-hmm. you know and. And I got down there and he didn't smell good, you know. And it's just I'm like, this poor guy, he was just but he was still doing dear things. And mm-hmm. you know, like who knows? Maybe he would have made it. I don't know if he would have. The winter's not very harsh this year, but I don't know if he would have made it two two weeks. Um but yeah, it just was crazy. And I was like, I can't believe he kept his antlers on. I honestly thought he would have dropped a long
1: time ago especially that late January 1st and having the yeah, wounds and problems yeah. that he did. I, it's kind of funny because actually today in the Euro shop, I did a deer, I did a Euro on it. I took it out of the beetles and the bridge of its nose was snapped. The bottom of its eyes were snapped. The whole front of the face was literally snapped off. He had one antler broken off of him and this deer was shot in the rut and literally really? yeah and wow. and had that will to live that he broke his entire bridge of his nose his bottom of his eye like i could probably if i wanted to pull his whole entire front of his face off and it would be just a skull cap and that deer That's still crazy. was alive like and to see They're this warriors. yeah, yeah. <sighs> you i mean it's just it's just,
3: it's, 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 yeah, it gets you crazy. Like, and then, and we have a hard time, you know, like if something doesn't go our way and we have a hard time and we think the world's ending, but you got these, these animals out there to just like, I mean, he was knocking on death's door, but you know, but he was finding a way and, and, and like he, like I said, he's not the biggest deer, but I don't care. I mean, just the story alone, mm-hmm. I got on him. I patterned him for three days and it, it worked out and it would have worked out on the same time too, if I was in the right, you know, but the wind was right, I would have had it. And, um, it just, it just lasted a couple hours longer than I wanted it to. So, but it's like, you just gotta, I mean, I'm i a, I'm a big supporter. You have to have the data I and mean, you don't have the data. You're just, you're wishing and hoping. And that's what I was. I was wishing and hoping I'm like, I'm going to hunt here because all my other places weren't panning out. And I'm like, what am I, I'm not losing anything. You know, it's not the right. Um, you're hoping that they come through and you know for food, but you don't know there's food around me. But you don't know if it's getting hit. You know it's private, so it's like I don't know. I'm just trying to venture out and get a couple more spots, and it worked out. So
1: it's so. an amazing story. Yeah, I love it. I think it's absolutely incredible, especially that deer and what he's been through, and to put him out of his yeah. misery. And I, it's an incredible, incredible I call him story. skinny because man,
3: he's. I call him skinny, and I don't, you know. I wasn't, I'm not big in the names, but he's, he's skinny. He's just cool. I I don't care what people think he's wide. He's Zandler kind of goes out and up. And he's just, he's just a cool deer. And, um, uh, I'll shoot a cool character deer any day. You know, I don't, I don't care. Um, someday my boys will shoot the 200 inches. I don't care. You know, let them have those. I'll, I shot a triple beam on, Two years ago, that was freaking neat. But uh, it was a skull plate on his, um, like his, like G two, like morphed into like a skull plate, and it looked like that. Um, those things, those weird ones, just I like them.
1: That's what <laughs> like I the like the weird. Mm-hmm. They all have good stories to them. That's the most important thing. Like this one, yeah. like Skinny did.
3: <laughs> yep. and everybody's like, "Man, what'd you do? Find that on the road dead?" And I'm like. Dude, I have video. I have, I have track. You know, I have a video of me shooting him. So I mean, (laughs) it's probably not good to post, but it's it's. I'm like, I have videos and those, you know, trail cam pictures. You can't tell me he wasn't alive. (laughs) Well,
1: well, that's the thing is, if you didn't have those trail cam pictures and stuff, people would think that you picked that thing up off (laughs) the side of the road.
3: I would probably think that I would think that viewer has been dead for a couple, you know, I didn't, two or three days. I think yeah. somebody
2: commented that In when their he crew. posted it, yeah, and they said it looks like it's been dead for a while or something like that. Nobody. Yeah, but it, I, it, I remember seeing the Tacticam footage myself. I I saw you shoot
3: it, <laughs> but it it doesn't help that I find a lot of deadheads, so everybody thinks. That. True. <laughs> so that's, that's the other thing. So, but it is what it is. That you know, that's what happens when you. you uh, I, I don't know the more I, I go out and i've been hunting for a while just getting serious about it you know 10 years ago is when i started to really you know get serious about it but you know these young kids haven't made this, you know the days now they can get on youtube they can listen to your guys's podcast they can go anywhere and get all this information and you know when i started saddle hunting, it was just you know, talking to people that were hunting down south and trying to see what they're doing and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to mod, mod my my sling to make me, you know, somewhat comfortable, you know, and it, it, the kids have it easier today, but I think it's a double edged sword too, you know, you kind of, you got to push yourself and find some little hidden gems and you got to go, maybe go farther and if people are going farther, then you got to go closer, you know, just, mm-hmm got to switch the game up and the more i go out the more i just i just like going out (laughs) i don't care if i shoot one yeah it's nice i get happier if i miss one i get mad. my wife pays for it but i mean it it is what it is and and the biggest thing i've been trying to do is be more efficient hunt actually hunt less but make the time that you hunt but driven by data and you know your efficiency will go up so yeah and it looks like it
1: paid off in this one
3: yeah i mean i I honestly was starting to pack my stuff up and getting ready for the squirrel competition and saying hey i'm done because who knows after four months of hunting and then you tell your wife you got another month of squirrel competition she's really gonna (laughs) love you she's really gonna love you so (laughs) yeah and it's good to you know finally i wish i would would have went to some of the you know the deer classic and meet you trev but just never got a chance to get up there and, and go because not too far away from there, but it just never worked out. I wanted to meet you or meet you when I was up in Maryland or something, you know, sometime. But it'll
1: yeah, happen sooner than later. <laughs> sometime.
3: I'll definitely be a part of the squirrel hunting uh, competition going forward. Those 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 little calls are bad. Bad man, those glowing and dark calls. <laughs> man, I was like, I told my wife, I'm like, I probably never would have bought this, but man, this is neat to have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah, great.
3: Shout out to Nor'easter.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mark does an amazing job with that stuff. He, he does. really does. It's like a piece of art.
3: I don't even know if I want to take it out.
1: No. Well, you got to. It's lifetime warranty, I know, I so you got to. to take it out, right? I, I don't have a dog, so I, you know, I have to have something. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Tree <it>. rats. <laughs> oh. He's well, gonna it's...
3: get like 40 next year. I'm not even gonna have a
1: chance. So. <laughs> well, you got a call now, so you you get 41. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, hunt in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well Uh, it's been good it's been good it really has thank you for letting me get on here i i I told you it was a pretty fun story i probably missed a lot but it was definitely something i I would never forget and I, i definitely gonna hit that spot more i i think that's just a little diamond in the rough and i you know i found it after it was already passed right so it was like man i missed a missed a chance here you know and not anymore. I'll be there. It's
2: definitely something about those old grown-up, overgrown homesteads. Yeah.
3: Th- yeah, I mean.
2: There's, there's always transition lines there and habitat breaks yeah. and all that stuff, and d- deer are always attracted to th- that kind of stuff, no matter where in the country you are.
3: And where he was coming from, he must have been only, like, bedded down 10, 15 yards from me. He must have just been over the ridge, and he was walking up and around to get around the fence because, I mean – I don't think he could have done. I don't think he could have jumped. I mean, that's just, I, that's probably where he was felt comfortable and he could get out through the bottom or the top. So maybe that's where he was at. And I did find beds over there when I went and looked and pulled my camera. So maybe that was him. So, but yeah, if that was him, I was right there close to him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. Was it was that it, he was getting up out of his bed, and you? I'm surprised yeah. you didn't bump him out of wherever he was right then and there, being that mm-hmm. close to him. That's what I was thinking when you, you know, with the trail cam yeah. pictures of him being that close and showing yeah. up in the middle of the day. He was just on one of those five feeds where catching and, exactly. And I was like 40 yards
3: from my car. I mean, it's crazy. It was yeah. just nuts.
1: He's just used to it. So, Them urban deer do crazy things, right? I mean,
3: it wasn't an urban deer. This is out in the country, so it was like it. It, it was weird. I. I just think he huh. was sick. Yeah. And, well, well, like you said, and no, and no one. Drew, I don't. I didn't see very much pressure there. So I'm. You know, he's probably just going through his routine. Mm. He just never did that before. You know, he's I, just I a like deer I a
1: deer.
3: I guess, or something, or he got bumped somewhere and and found wound up there, and because I didn't have him, you know, three weeks before, but who you knows? So, you know, That's crazy. Just, or he was going around my camera and I just wasn't getting them. So it's just crazy. if you, you can't get one if you're not going out or putting the time in. So that's just, yeah, but make it efficient. Absolutely.
2: I'm a big believer sometimes that, so I swear sometimes these deer just, it's kind of weird, but it's almost like they choose their time and they choose their hunter and it's all like in the cards ahead of time. And like this story really reminds me of that where, this yeah. almost like this deer sought you out, and it was written in the cards that this is how it was going to go down.
3: Yeah, you know, like you can be skillful, but I'll take luck any day, you know, over skillful. But yeah, it's like I said, you know, I was talking about that other buck, that, that urban buck. You know, I had him all planned out and I had charts and when I knew when he was coming through, I had him all dialed in, but it seemed like every time I tried to move on him, he was doing the opposite. So mm-hmm. it was, You know, it's crazy. Just never—it's a cat and mouse game. You just gotta be there. And I was just throwing everything I had in the last, you know, hoping that he'd come by the third time, and he did. So, it's awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, he made it happen. Well, we appreciate you jumping on Edwin and telling the story of Skinny. It was a really cool deer, and we'll share some pictures to everybody throughout after this comes out, and everyone can kind of see what he's like. But we really do appreciate you jumping on and telling the story, and we're glad that you put him out of his misery, and now he'll be remembered forever
3: yep definitely appreciate it thank you guys
1: absolutely and everybody else thanks for taking the ride right here on the outdoor drive